everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table, episode 12. You have cancer, she has crow's feet. Recorded February 16th, 2012. And brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. The Periodic Table, number 12, episode 12. The Magnesium episode. Magnesium is the 12th element in the Periodic Table. A grayish-white, fairly tough metal. Magnesium is the eighth most abundant element in the Earth's crust. This ends our science segment. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is now uh, all the seriousness you're going to get out of this entire show. So we've done our part for education, and now we can move on to being the periodic table. This week I have with me uh, three guests, uh, three hosts. I never know what to call you. You're hosts. We don't have guests on the show. Um, start, so far. Starting with the one who's already made his presence known, Mr. Aaron Butler, the former fat guy. Hey, Aaron, what's going on, brother? I am just relaxing in my recliner after a wonderful evening. Glad to, to, to hear it or see it or, or whatever. I'm glad you had a wonderful evening. I did. And with us in and out today, because he's on uh, uh, parental uh, crowd control duty, is uh, Mr. Chris Neves, the command line godfather. Hey, Chris. Hey, everyone. How's it today? Hopefully I'm not. I don't forget to mute stuff when I have to. Because <laughs> when your three-year-old runs in and says, Daddy, I got to go potty, we don't all necessarily want to hear that. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, and there she is. Hi, Aura. Welcome to the show. On cue, she shows up. She's good. <laughs> Keep it G, guys. Keep it G. Yeah, we, <laughs> we often, I've often hey. said this isn't necessarily a show you want the, your kids to listen to. Uh, he, told, he told me earlier he took the uh, um, uh, precaution of, routing the sound through his headphones so that she can't hear us. So That's a good idea. So, or I say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Okay. Now say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> She's a little I'll be right back. Her. All right. And also with us, uh, after being absent for a couple of weeks, Mr. Eric Fay. Welcome back, Eric. Good to have you. Hello. Glad to be back. You, you've been out there getting yourself college educated, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, enrolled back in college, so I'm about to start. I was taking tests and all that fun stuff. So, What are you studying, if I can ask? Uh, I am going to try to go into the IT field. I'm actually, awesome. in about three weeks, I'm going to start getting my hand tattoos removed. And uh, that's going to be a fun process that I'm going to document the whole way. Dude, that's, so. that doesn't matter, man. I know lots of IT guys who are tattooed up to the neck. Really? I, yeah, don't worry about that. Only the, I mean, you, you might not get a job at ATM, uh, IBM in 1950, but uh, those days are over. Damn, I made this time machine for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't have the teardrop and the neck tattoo, you're okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any of the weird stuff. Nothing. You, you don't strange. have a tramp stamp just above your waist, do you? No, no, that's going to be my entire back. Okay. So that I don't think that counts as a stamp any longer. No tribal vine going around your bicep. Oh God, no. All right, then you're I'll, in good shape. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I never fell into that trend. I'm so happy. No, I, I've been in this business uh, sixteen years, Aaron. What uh, twelve years? Um, yeah. Have you ever seen tattoos be an impediment to anybody in the business? If you can in, grow a beard all the way down your neck. You can have a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree with that. What fields are they typically in? What specializations are they typically in? One where they're like programming or something? Uh, well, the pro the network guys, the the server guys definitely uh, tend to be weird. And that's it's okay because they're back in the server room. Nobody sees them. Um, yeah. You generally, unless you're going to be doing like web design and actually having to interact with clients, it generally doesn't matter at all. You can You can look like 
you know, a lizard if you want. In fact, I, I know of a guy who's got lizard tattoos all over and split his own tongue. Um, and he's still working in the IT field just fine. Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, tip, yeah, a lot of application support stuff where you have to do like end user training and, and consulting where you're going to go on site, that, that might be a little hindrance then. If you get yourself marketable where you want to start work for a consulting company and they want to send you out places. But if you're going to be, you know, part of an IT team and be at office somewhere and, you know, uh, man the servers, man the switches, that kind of thing, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, that's good let, because I didn't Unless your to. hand tattoos say, like, offensive words. <laughs> right. So F off, is, is that offensive? That, that <laughs> might be a bad idea. But uh, no, it, it depends no, on that. That's like, if it says, like, reboot. Right. Mother, something. If you, know, you put like, a one next to it and it says F one off, then you'll be fine. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, no, I, I don't. I don't have anything crazy uh, that's visible. So, all right. So uh, I want to just uh, apologize. I don't know if if it's an apology, but uh, um, let you know that we're aware that we missed a week. Uh, last week I was away, and uh, other people were busy, and it just uh, didn't happen. So I think that's going to happen on this show. This isn't going to be one of those. Uh, all the time, every time, uh, every week sort of show. We're just going to have to uh, accept the fact that we'll be missing a few episodes. So uh, this is episode 12, even though I think it's week 14. I think we've missed one other episode as well. So, it's called a surprise. It's a, it's a little element OP surprise sprinkled yeah. in there. Well, see, my hope is that uh, we will get so popular that people will just be clamoring for us. And every time we yes. miss an episode, <laughs> it will just cause like, like letter writing campaigns, you know, like when they tried to cancel Cagney and Lacey being yeah. flamed in comments <laughs> can you believe these periodic table guys yeah well once the element open network gets to be you know 50 60 70 podcasts and you've got 150 hosts then it'll be an every night thing it could be it could be the nightly like like nuts at, you know pod nuts it was it nuts at night right they don't do it nightly though. the colbert report needs a replacement right now so <laughs> yeah is the colbert report going off the air uh no he has a uh, there, it's suspended for an indefinite amount of time because of his mom being ill. Oh, I read man. that this, today. That. Yeah, she's 91, so I mean, I guess wow. it's just one of those things. I but, love cool. I mean, a man who, who loves his mama enough to put his multi-million dollar career on hold for her, that's pretty cool. And I was, he, I was reading, awesome. I never, yeah, I never read his biography, but I read like a short synopsis of how, how he grew up. His Four of his brothers and his father died in a plane crash when he was a, a young kid so he was just raised by his mother his whole life with seven other children wow yeah i was like wow you made it all the way that's pretty uh pretty inspiring the dude's a genius i mean He's he really is hilarious he is very funny i think people don't give comedians enough credit you have to be smart to be a good comedian oh yeah because comedy so. is a cerebral act um, and you, you have to really think of things in a, in a different way. I, I think Robin Williams put it best. He said that uh, uh, comedians spend their lives honing the art of eliciting an involuntary response. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah, you're constantly trying to take them for a loop. Like, oh, you thought I was going here? It's just misdirection. It's just like magic. That's what I always say. It's just misdirection. Right. <laughs> and magic, though, is also, always so much fun. It is. So is doing jokes to strain to drunk morons. <laughs> and you're off the stage. When's the girl coming back? I don't know. I went from being drunk to having cerebral palsy. There. Sorry, <laughs> There's not much difference. Yeah, they're, they're very similar, aren't they? Yeah. So I thought we'd start this week off in true uh, periodic table style and jump straight to the subject of porn. Oh, yeah. 
Sweet. <laughs> I, I was wondering what was taking so long. I'm over yeah, here sorry. clamoring a, about other stuff. <laughs> it was a it was a little bit long in the tooth there before we got to the point. But this is fascinating. Um, a woman uh, is being sued for um, distributing porn, for torrenting and and sharing and you know file sharing porn, and her legal defense is that porn is uh, offensive and not artistic and not of any um, value. Therefore, she can't be harming anybody. So you can only infringe on things that are of value. And since porn, by definition, under obscenity laws, has no uh, societal value, she can't have done anything wrong. She can't have harmed anyone. I think it's a fascinating defense. defense. So does that mean that Playboy is not copyright? Copyrighted? Well, uh, you know, that w- that's her stance. Basically, yeah. if you're doing something that is legally defined as obscene, you it shouldn't have a right to a copyright. It shouldn't be copyrightable. Well, huh. yeah, por- pornography is just like Playboy dances around the porn- the pornography end of it, and it's a little more tasteful, which that's can true. be argued. But it also has articles, and it has things that, that matter inside of it. And, and I don't know if you've ever read a Playboy article. They're pretty good. And... Uh, <laughs> And I actually read it for the article. <laughs> and then sure uh, you do. <laughs> hey, I started at the bottom. But uh <laughs> but no, I mean it Good makes doubt. sense. Pornography has no artistic value whatsoever. It's just people doing that and that's it. Yeah. So I mean, I like the defense. I think it's great. I hope she wins. <laughs> you know, I, it's it's one of those things where you have to go into court. And take the stand and your entire legal defense and the thing that your lawyer is arguing <laughs> is that it's you are a depraved person who indulges in things that have no societal value and are actually harmful to society. And that's your defense. Um, it's interesting. It's novel. I don't think it's going to work. I just want to say if uh, when if you're listening to this and you go back to the show notes to, to find this, if you scroll down to the very bottom of the link or maybe Mark, you can put the second link in there too. At the very bottom of the of the link you put in the show notes, it says there's a uh, a link to I guess the original article that spurned spawned this article that kind of goes into detail about the person's allegations and, and that has the quotes from the lady and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that makes if that helps anybody yeah. or not, but not only not only is she um, saying that she didn't do anything wrong, she's filed a countersuit for harassment. That's awesome. So. Uh, um, just to read the, the introductory, a woman who says uh, she was incorrectly accused of sharing copyrighted material on BitTorrent has filed a harassment lawsuit against a copyright troll. Uh, the porn outfit Hard Drive Productions had demanded $3,000. That's pretty standard. You get this letter that says, we found you in violation of these, and we could sue you for a bazillion dollars, but we'll take 3000 That For some reason, 3000 seems to be about the right number that they think people will pay. The RIA uh, a does uh, you know about 3000 also. Uh, but her re- response is, porn can't be copyrighted. So, film. Uh, she also says that uh, since uh, porn actresses are paid for their performances, it's prostitution, and therefore you cannot copyright the illegal act of co- prostitution. Interesting. That's a pretty good defense, honestly. In, at least in my non-legal eyes, I could think it would work. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but uh, uh, it's just the fa- that's the perfect story for this show. It's fascinating, and and actually, I had it in the notes for last week, and uh, you know, when I thought you were going to do a show and I wasn't here, I was a little disappointed, uh, but now, um, awesome! Yeah, that, I got to be here to do it. 
I hope she wins. Yeah, I do too. In in a way, I mean, I I don't want for um, depravity to reign supreme in in the U.S. court system, but uh, I think that it's, uh, uh, I would like to see copyright uh, trolls taken back a little bit. Yeah, it's it's getting out of control. I'm sorry, but $150,000 for typically porn clips are about, what, seven minutes long? So, yeah, that's silly. I mean, that's just gouging people just for the sake of it. It's never going to stop. I don't know why they well, think I don't know what's worse, the lawsuit or that Eric knows the average length of a porn clip. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to touch on that one, but I figured someone no. else was going to take hey, that. I, my grown-up years. Let's just move on. <laughs> <about the theater. laughs> we were all 15-year-old boys once. We all um, I, I, Can you imagine what would happen, though, if it becomes legal precedent? That porn can't be copyrighted. I mean, already the the internet is like eighty percent porn already. But can you imagine what would happen if it were legal? And I mean, legal to freely copyright it. It would just be absolutely insane. So maybe yeah. on that def- uh, case, I don't want her to win. But no, no, it, there can't be more. You know what I'm saying? Like, there can't possibly be more porn. I'm pretty sure it's all just out there because there's a ton of it. So I, I don't think that it's going to necessarily increase the amount that is there. It might increase the quality of what's there. I don't know. Like, I mean, because you can actually directly take it and then put it up instead of some, you know, crappy compress, 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 compress type thing. But I don't think it's going to get. There's going to be more of it. It's it's just <laughs> so you think we've reached the saturation point on internet. Yeah, no, there there can't be more porn. There really can. It's it's so depressing how much there is. I, I was doing something, Mark. I, when we were on recording one million workout, I did a Google search for something to pull up to show you, and and I used Bing instead of Google because I was using that computer in there, and I, I was using IE. And uh, when that computer in there, I mean the one where I normally do the other podcast. And it doesn't have the safe search by default like Google did. And bam, there's three naked ladies right there. I was like, okay, I have no idea what that has to do with my search. Cause it was not even, I don't even remember what I was searching for now. Something, oh, it was nutrition data. Nutrition data. <laughs> I put nutrition data in the thing. And there was three naked ladies that came up. I was uh, like, what is going on? I met, I, a buddy of, I met a buddy of mine $20 about five years ago that he couldn't Google a turn safe search off and Google a race. Or a culture of people without the first th- one of the first three pictures being hardcore porn, yeah. and he put every person he could. Pop- I mean, he even went to like Laos and <laughs> and started breaking down Asian cultures. Yeah. And and every time, and it's just every time the first three pictures was some hardcore porn, and you're just That's like, amazing. wow, we are done as a society. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, I've as I've mentioned many times, I work in the world of education and. Uh, you know, you've got to protect kids from this stuff as best you can. And, and I, I had a, a, a guy uh, in my position in another school say that our rule is uh, we want to block anything that's more than three clicks away from porn. And I said, so you want to block Internet Explorer then? <laughs> there, there, is, on the computer. Yeah, there is nowhere you can go that, that is more than three clicks away from porn. It doesn't exist in the world. It's just like trying to stop drugs from entering the United States. It's it's like you can keep trying, but it's always going to get yeah, here, you know? It's not going to happen. Do you know how happy I was when we found WhiteHouse.com in high school? <laughs> <laughs> and my teacher made the entire class go to it because she, she slipped up. It was she supposed to be know, .gov, and she goes, WhiteHouse.com, and everyone just started laughing, and people were like, oh, my God. She told us, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was an assignment. And, and you can see like what she realized she said. And then as soon as the reaction from the students like hit her face, she was like, no, I mean, <laughs> it's too late. Lady damage is done. Too late. <laughs> I was doing an in-service. Uh, in, this is 1996, 97, somewhere around there. I was teaching teachers about this thing called the internet. There was no Google. We were using Alta Vista. That's how long ago it was. Wow. And um, I was talking about uh, how you have to be careful to, uh, to, to do your searches. Just recently, though, uh, just recently before that, maybe a year or so, uh, had been Super Bowl 30. And Super Bowl uses Roman numerals, so that's Super Bowl XXX. And um, so I was Whoop. using that as an example. I said you might be doing a search for something totally innocuous like Super Bowl 30. And before I had the sentence completed, there were two coaches over in the corner, like seven clicks deep down into a porn site. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, we found it. Oops. That was, no, they were in. They were they were like tapping each other on the shoulder. Hey, look at this one over here. They were just going crazy with it. <laughs> like This is, you know, 40-year-old men, um, you know, supposed to be professionals in a professional development. So, you know, how can you expect to keep 15-year-olds away from it? Well, there you go. So speaking of keeping 50 away from things, that's uh, a weak uh, transition, but uh, the uh, um, U.S. government wants to keep teenagers out of the country. Eric, what's going on? <laughs> Those silly teenage terrorists, British teenage terrorists. No, there is a, a, uh, a young lady and her friend, I think they were 18, 19, and they, were, they, live, in, they live in London and they couldn't wait to get to take holiday uh, in Los Angeles. So what they did was they posted it on Twitter and they just continuously posted, you know, post after post. So I can't wait to go to California and party it up. Hope I see a movie star, all this stuff. Well, in, in the middle of those innocuous tweets, I meant nothing really. There was one where the male said, Oh my God, I can't, uh, I'm finishing up work now. Can't wait to go destroy America. Right now. That was amazing. I read this article too. And at, at 18, I mean, okay, let's go into that in a second. And then the girl wrote, "I uh, we're going to go there and piss everyone off and then dig up Marilyn Monroe's body. Which the dig up Marilyn Monroe's body is a family guy quote. Um, and so they it, somehow between all these tweets that were just completely just about how how they can't wait to have fun in America, they saw it destroy America, and then they detained that the TSA detained them for something like seven or eight hours before they were weren't they were barred entry from the country and sent back to England. Wow! So does that scare anyone that they can just go through everything? I mean, I understand it's it's information I'm putting it out there and it is now public. But the fact that they're obviously screening people and waiting for this person to come in and, you know, it doesn't bother me that destroy America showed up in an automated search, uh, done by the federal government. That, that doesn't bother me. In fact, I find that quite comforting. What bothers me is that they didn't have the, um, sixth grade common sense to go back and read the whole conversation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. So what they, they get a flag. Instantly, it's a terror threat. Okay. Well, first off, anyone who, okay, no terrorist is actually going to write, I'm going to destroy America. Do you, I mean, why don't they go to their Facebook page and do a little research on these people and just realize that it, I think it's a gay guy and a little girl who loves gay guys are going to come hang out in LA. That's it. Like, I looked at their Facebook and in five minutes, I could tell they're clearly not terrorists. 
Right. Well, and if they so, are sued enough to put that on there, they're not going to be able to pull off anything. <laughs> they're going to show up at the airport with, you know, with the pipe bomb in their shirt pocket trying to get on the plane with it, you know, like, no, that's my cigar holder or something like that. I mean, they're not going to be able to pull off any kind of shenanigans. Yeah. So if they are terrorists, they're the dumbest terrorist ever in right. the history of not terrorism. much of a threat. Well, I don't know if they're the dumbest terrorist because the underwear bomber got sentenced to life today. <laughs> so that, if it, in my opinion, is the dumbest person, dumbest yeah. terrorist ever. I don't know. We we've we've well, there we go. We got we got into the 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 genitalia region already. We went straight to the underwear bombers. So we've, <laughs> we've had guys eating crack out of other guys' butts, and now we've got people trying to blow up their underwear. Um, and what is it like? Twenty minutes in, and we've already just totally gone down the hole. There. Um, so speaking of people who have uh, um, exceeded the bounds of normal uh, behavior, Whitney Houston died this week. In case you haven't heard. And yes. um, the New Jersey, you live in a cave. The governor of New Jersey <laughs> ordered all federal, or excuse me, all state um, buildings to, uh, to have their flag at half mast, and that created a, a an internet crap storm, as you might imagine. Any thoughts on that one, guys? Yeah, that's silly. Why? Why would you even put them in the same? Put her in the same? region the same ballpark as those people i'm sorry she didn't change anything you know you know what i'm saying she's she did a her version where she sang that type of music really well she didn't in my opinion accomplish something that changed humanity or anything or or do a mission that made it like you know people who fight and die in in iraq and afghanistan and whatever other country we're in right now uh and those people deserve it. Those people were willing to to put their lives on the line, and they did. And then they died. And then that that that's a it waters it down, in my opinion. It waters down the whole the whole Honor. message of what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. Well, some people were were raising the the fact that she died most likely of a drug overdose, and yeah. that she has been a, a an, an an admitted drug addict for the last what decade or so. But you know. <laughs> That doesn't actually bother me. That doesn't even come into play. What bothers me, and I don't know the rules in New Jersey, but I know in Texas, there are very specific rules about how the flag can fly and when it should fly at half-mast. And it doesn't have to do with an entertainer dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has right. to do with a president dying. Or, uh, I mean, in, in, in Texas, again, I don't know about other rules, but in Texas, you know, uh, uh, an entire uh, brigade of firefighters can be slaughtered and we don't lower our flags to half mass because as good as they are, they don't, they don't deserve that honor. They haven't earned it yet. And so to say that Whitney Houston, somebody who has a couple of Grammys has earned that uh, is mind boggling to me. It, it just goes to show that what do we honor anymore? Do we honor anything? Is fame right. all that matters in that? No, we, no, yeah, no, that's all we honor. That's at, at this point, all we care about is, is, is fast money and what everyone else is doing. What Brad Pitt bought at the grocery store, Who's banging who in Hollywood? I mean, it's it's silly. Like, there's so much ac actual things out there. Me and me and my fiance were talking about this last week. It's just like we we watched we were watching a TV show that was really good. That new one with Kiefer Sutherland, and we were like, this is awesome, but it's probably gonna get canceled in four episodes because the Real Housewives of Albuquerque is coming on, so they can they they all look like platypuses. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like it it we. Are you, are you talking about the duck lips? 
Yes, that's exactly the duckbill platypuses. Um, and it just makes me sick that we've gone from like when the Discovery Channel had stuff to discover on there. You know what I mean? It's just we've gone so downhill from anything good anymore. We don't take anything seriously. It's and by the worship- way, just to to maintain the high uh, educational level of the show, I think it's platypi. Plat. Oh, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> Well, well you know, damn it. My, my thing is, um, I think another interesting point, it's kind of funny, it shows how fickle Americans are, or the public in general, is he also ordered it to be lowered for when Clarence Clemens died, the saxophone player for the E Street Band for Bruce Springsteen. And I don't remember any kind of furor about that. Well, not only that, but most of the world goes, who? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I just did. <laughs> the yeah. E Street Band? If Aaron had Bruce not followed band. that up with... The sax player for, yeah, I wouldn't have known who Clarence Clemens was. Right, but I guess my point is, is either we, sh- either people should throw us think about anybody that's not yeah. a military or first responder or you know civil servant, or they shouldn't throw one about anybody. You know, and, but nobody had a problem with it when they did it for Clarence Clemens in New Jersey it's because, because no one noticed of the stigma that she's a. That she's a was a drug addict, you know, and they they don't want to honor somebody who's a drug addict. No, it's not that. It's 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 a fact that it's so big that everyone noticed. the 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 guy whose name I just forgot from the E Street Band um, died, and no one noticed. Everyone's like, "I wonder who died when they saw something at a half mass." And I I mean, New Jersey, everybody knew who it was. Yeah, but that's just Bruce Springsteen only sings about that crap. Well, that's the thing. If if Whitney well, Houston gets government though. flags at half mast, when John Bon Jovi dies, they'll declare it a state holiday. <laughs> Probably <laughs> that's the same route they're going, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. Well, wait, be, would it be a paid holiday? Yeah, you know, if it's a paid day off of work, I might take it. <laughs> you you would be in support of, but that. but you would have to live in New Jersey. <laughs> So, how much they would have to well, pay wait, I got family lives there. Does that count? <laughs> while, while we're talking about stupid things that people have done with days and holidays and flags, you know that I can't remember the name of the city. I could probably find it for you. They declared an Obama day um, in their city where everybody gets the day off, all the city officials and everything, before he had even served one day in office. <laughs> <laughs> Just after he was elected, I was like, and "Man, you're, later, you're, you're, like, you're really oh, hoping shoot, that he does well." <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's the preemptive celebration right there. <laughs> yeah. That's oh awesome. man. Okay, what's next on the on the hot list here? We have um, uh, Eric wants to espouse his great love for Valentine's Day. Wow! Well, well, at first, I wanted to start it out pleasant before I went on a tirade for no reason. Uh, I was going to ask you what you guys did. Or national extortion. I mean, God, I always pronounce that wrong. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Um, what did you As guys do? My friend do? calls it Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day it when all the world like reminds that. you that you don't have anyone in your life. That you're not good enough. <laughs> well, good like enough. I mentioned, you're to Mark, not smart enough, and doggone it, nobody likes you. Oh. On Valentine's Day, I woke up, and my wife. The first thing she said to me was, "Happy Valentine's Day, honey." The first thing I thought before she said that was actually, I wonder if Cheryl will make me lunch today because I'm running late. <laughs> and and then she then that was her first words to me. And I was like, man, I'm a heel. I wonder if she could use a heel to make my sandwich. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I didn't think that. But uh, yeah, we, we don't really just do much for Valentine's. We'll usually go out and eat sometime around Valentine's and we might yeah. give each other a little gift here and there. But we try to celebrate Valentine's every single day. And I don't mean that uh, much more 
cliche than it sounds. I got it out of the way early. It was Sunday evening, you know, full two days in advance. I told my wife, you know, I'm not getting you anything on Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> and she said, yeah, I know. So um, she reminded me that they do have some nice flowers at Walmart. And I said, oh, that's good, but I probably won't even do that. Well, I've actually got it. The only thing I ever do for Valentine's Day is get her flowers. We, considering that my day, my birthday is the next day, we usually don't do diddly for Valentine's Day, though. Yeah. yeah. Mine's the 10th, so it's right around there, too. My wife actually did get me a Valentine's present this year, which normally, like I said, we don't um, do much. She got me a, a a nice headlamp, so when I go run at night, I can not die. And it's really cool because it's retractable, so you like you can take it off and the, the band retracts. You can put it in your pocket really easy, or you can put it on your wrist if you're camping or put it on a pole or anything. I highly recommend it. I used it tonight for the first time. It was, it was excellent. And uh, I, I believe it was Wise One in the Element OP forums in the Bacon Forum, which is actually now our most popular forum on the site. Uh, uh, posted an awesome barely, it's barely beating, though, does Chris wear pants. I just noticed yeah, that tonight. Just barely. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, he posted a, a picture of a bouquet of bacon roses with the caption, you want a snack, she wants romance, problem solved. Yeah, there I saw that on Facebook, actually. It was pretty funny. So that's, uh, that's beautiful. Bacon roses. I, I, I may have to try that. And, and, uh, my wife actually posted that on, on her Facebook stream today and, and, uh, said that, uh, you know, it's, it's so very Mark. And I said, yeah, you need to put that in a vase full of ranch dressing and we're on. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay. And so on the subject of love and romance, should women be allowed on the front lines in war? No, no. Tell me why. Uh, because we have to be realistic of the physical capabilities of a person. Uh, we don't, we don't take the, I, I hate to, a strong woman is still a frail man. I, I, I know that sounds horrible, but I mean, there's, there's obviously a few exceptions, but, but we don't disallow frail men. We do. We do. I mean, they're, they're, combat. I mean, they don't just put, if you're meek and, but you're really good with a computer, guess what you're doing? You're not shooting guns at people. Um, but in, and there's also the emotional aspect. I hate to throw that out there, but it's, we're hunters. They are not. You, you see the where we were wired as people is we are the hunters. They are not. So it, to, to me, they shouldn't be. I don't, I don't think it's safe. And I think it'll, I think it'll put a lot of people in unnecessary danger. I might surprise you, given my conservative slant, but I'm actually totally okay with it. Assuming the woman has proven that she is has earned the right to be there, and it is like you said earlier, it is something you have to earn. And and um, you know, it's it, this isn't World War II. We're not throwing everybody with a pulse on the front lines. Uh, we we do have the the privilege right now, the the luxury of choosing who goes on the front lines, and we. We put the biggest, the most aggressive, the the ones who have have scored the best uh, in those uh, warlike tendencies out there. And if a woman fits that, I'm totally fine with her. I mean, I don't. It doesn't bother me to have a woman wearing a flag jacket and carrying a machine gun if she's earned it. Now, if she has sued her way onto it, as people have, uh, um, and certainly in other countries, um, I think it's ridiculous. You know that uh, you filed a discrimination lawsuit, and so now you're, you're there. Um, and you never really deserve to be there. You're not fit to be there at that point. You're just, you're just waiting to die. Yeah. It's like the girls that try to get on the football team in high school and they play a game and then all of a sudden they don't, it's not for them. It's, 
Do what? Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. No, that's all I had. I was just say there, there's just so many um, there's so many complications that it adds that are unnecessary. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got okay, are we going to have single sex showers and deal with that? Are we going to, you know, what do we do once a month when they're out there? Are they carrying around their feminine hygiene products with them on the field if they end up in an extended stay? I mean, there's all kinds of issues along that. Yeah. And, Relationships. And, I mean, yeah, it's towards just, other I, don't, I don't see the need to do it. We don't, like you said, Mark, we don't have to have, we're not short of people to shoot people right now. We've got plenty of infantry that we can use. And then same way around it, you know, somebody to demand the right to be out there. It's just silly. That'd be like me demanding the right to breastfeed. <laughs> I want the government to pay for me to have mammary implants so I can breastfeed my child because by golly, I want to breastfeed. Yeah, see, We're on to something. I don't buy the whole argument about, you know, uh, an emotional attachment and love. There, there have been men in love in every war uh, since the beginning of time. Um, you know, yeah, but they haven't been in love with the person that's next to them. Yes, they have. They're trying have been to defend them. men in love in every war since oh, the history of time. We're, I just we're, don't, we're talking about a very small percentage compared to. Well, and it's a very small percentage of women on the front lines, too. And, and that very small percentage didn't make the, the, the army any weaker. In fact, you probably fight harder for the person you love, right? Now, maybe you make... But you also make poor decisions. You maybe make poorer decisions, but uh, in the... I'm just saying the amount of money we're going to spend to do it is not worth it. Now, uh, (laughs) the point that that has been made, um, and, you know, in like the the movie G.I. Jane, which we all watched because Demi Moore got naked in it, uh, but there was also a a good point in that movie where... uh, it wasn't about modifying things. You know, they wanted to modify the obstacle course and add time to it. And she wouldn't allow that. That I think that that's the way it should be. That if, if the woman is going to be there, she should pass the exact same test, not modified test, not uh, a adjusted test. You know, she shouldn't be a Navy SEAL because she can, um, you know, do a certain percentage of her body weight. You know, no, she should be able to do exactly the same things. But the Navy teal. If <laughs> what's that? In the Maybe teal. Right. <laughs> teal for the color of getting like yeah, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I think that if uh, if that those conditions have been met, I'm totally okay with women in the military. Other countries have done it for a long time, and we haven't seen, you know, mass breakdowns in in their military force. It, it's just um, we we tend to have a very puritanical look at things in this country uh, in a lot of ways. And often I'm one of the ones ascribing to those puritanical looks. But I really think that in this case, it's much ado about nothing. Yeah, I mean. As long. Go ahead, Eric. No, yeah, I mean, I guess if if they can pass a physical test, it's just, I mean, we've all dated women. I mean, the the emotions can run extremely high. And when you're running an obstacle course, you're not staring down. You're not staring down the barrel of the enemy's gun while you're raiding them and shooting them in the head. I mean, you might be shooting a plastic target, but you're not shooting the actual person. I don't think that women are nearly as capable, and obviously there are exceptions, but I don't think they're as capable of killing as as we are and and knowing that we're doing it for the right reason and and just moving on. That that That's... Once it gets down to the actual heat of the battle, I I do not feel that the large majority could handle it. But but that that mindset is not borne out in history. Uh, if you go back thousands of years, long times to the 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 Germanic tribes that sacked Rome, their women were with them. Their women were fighting with them and cutting heads off of people. And and when the men turned back to retreat, their women drove swords through their own husbands' hearts 
and said, get out there and fight, you coward. So but that's because they had to. Exactly. But history doesn't bear out what you're saying. You're saying that they're different, that they can't kill. History doesn't bear that out. But Which is how I but, feel. I think personally that if a woman can pass the test, I know quite a few women just within my little realm of Glendive that uh, if you put a, hand, a gun in their hand, they'll shoot you where you stand without even thinking. Oh, no, my fiance, she can, I guarantee you she can kick my ass. But, and that's not what I'm saying. I just don't think emotionally. Right. I, but you're, I, I, thinking about the, you're thinking about the majority. The small percentage of the women in the military, they went in the military to be in the military. Don't you think that means they want to be in the military, not just in the back line? We're talking about ancient civilizations versus the comfortable society of today. I think the, we'll win. Everything in everything is different. I mean, back when you had to do it, when you had to chase a deer around for seven hours until it got tired and then kill it, those were days when you had to do what you have to do. But in a, a comfort society, in a first world country like this, it's not necessary. That's what I'm saying. We don't we, we don't need to have the risk of it happening. And, yeah. and but the fact is, the risk is much higher than the reward because we can just get another guy that to do it and then and leave that part. and i'm not saying that men don't have emotional problems there's people coming home and killing themselves all the time but i just i personally feel that at the end of the day it's not it's it's not logical to do i'm not so saying they can't i, I agree I, with eric and i agree with chris and i agree with mark and i agree with myself yeah no yeah i, mean, I, I, I think, think we all have valid points and mark one thing i will say about the germanic tribes one difference is um, Cheryl, my wife, is a great cook. She has never killed an animal in her life. That Germanic tribe, those women from the time they were five were wringing the necks of chicken and cutting the heads off of pigs, and they had been through a, a time of that. The average woman who goes and joins the army these days has never killed anything in their life. The average man hasn't either. You're exactly the, right. The Bubba's in but, the South South have, but <clears throat> the average man hasn't. Yeah, I've, I've never, never killed crazy an animal. people in Montana. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not saying if I were a soldier, I would, I wouldn't fight next to him and I wouldn't defend that person. I would hope they would do the same for me. And it's just, I, I, I personally think in my experiences growing up with, and in all growing up with a lot of women around, I just don't feel it's, I don't feel it's the best decision. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying, I don't feel like it's pertinent to the thing. Even in so World War II, Eric, we didn't what, do it. What, what it sounds like you're saying to me and, and tell me if I'm, if I'm reading you right is that you say women are too valuable to society to be expendable in war. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they are the life creators, in, in, in my opinion. I mean, so obviously, they're not in my opinion, so by science. Your issue is not so much that they're not capable, but that it's not smart as a society to kill off our women, whereas yeah. men, um, we, can, we can rebound from the loss of a man better than we can the loss of a woman. Yes, because, I mean, we have... We, we have to have balance. If you create hardcore killers out of the people that used to be the nurturers, you now have hardcore killers and hardcore killers. You don't have, you, you don't have the balance of society that you're supposed to have. My fiance is the sweetest woman in the world, but I'll tell someone to F off in two seconds, but she calms me down every time. You know, and it's just, we have to have that, that boundary or else we're just going to slide out of control. That that's that's exactly the way I think about it. That, that it's an unnecessary risk that's being taken. All right. So all you women out there who were mad at Eric 
Now you need to understand he was actually trying to defend you and protect you. He thinks you're more valuable than he is. He doesn't think you're less valuable. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I am not going to get hate mail tonight. <laughs> so um, what isn't valuable, apparently, in the eyes of, of certain um, school employees, is a turkey sandwich. A uh, preschooler was given a turkey sandwich in North Carolina. Her mama packed her uh, a sandwich, uh, a lunch, which consisted of a turkey and cheese sandwich, a banana, apple juice, and potato chips. Sounds very typical. Sounds like a very nice, well-balanced meal. Actually, you got your protein, you got your carbs, you got your fruits. Um, but a uh, an employee at the West Hoke Elementary School in North Carolina stated that the lunch didn't represent a nutritional meal and instead fed the kid fried chicken nuggets, which she what? then billed the mother for. A dollar twenty-five. Yeah, that's outrageous. And then sent a letter home with the bill, saying you need to pack your kids more nutritional lunches, or we will force feed them here at school chicken nuggets instead. That's so okay, let's go over this again. A banana, potassium, right. apple juice, potatoes, chip, potato chips, not so much, but a, tur- a turkey and cheese sandwich, a banana, apple juice. Would that is ex- pretty much exactly what I ate for like seven years, and I'm don't have any kind of crazy disease yeah and and one of the the things and the school backed her up and said that the the rule says that every child is entitled to have the option of a hot lunch and then there wasn't anything hot in there and 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 that's fine having the option oh they're splitting fine. hairs right that's exactly what they're doing there's a difference between having they didn't give this kid the option they took her lunch from her and fed her a crappy plate from the cafeteria and I've never been to this place, but I sure I can assure you I know from a, with authority that the lunch there is crappy because it always is because it can only be crappy when you're feeding uh, a 300 kids on a buck a plate. Yeah. yeah. My biggest concern about the whole thing is the paragraph that says uh, the student was in her classroom when a state employee who was inspecting lunch boxes. Yeah. Why are they, Wait, why are they inspecting lunch boxes? So yeah. Can you imagine oh, do you that know why? Line? You know why they're doing it? They're because they don't want peanuts in there. Because parents aren't smart enough to tell their kids not to eat peanuts, so instead you just wipe them off the face of the earth. I mean, that's silly. Oh, my. So it's a- here's a quote here. It says, when home-packed lunches do not include all of the required items, child care providers must supplement them with missing ones. It's a law in North Carolina. They must. Wow. Now, okay, if the lunch consisted of a Twinkie, a Ding Dong, a chocolate shake, and a Bacon. Hoo-hoo. All right. I, I would be totally okay with that. But, and then they supplemented it. They substituted it with chicken nuggets. Yeah. Junk, just junk, junk, junk. And it just, uh, so well, we that's take our, all of the that's leftover our, bits after we've gotten the good meat off a of chicken, we roll it up, we deep fry it and that's healthy. Yeah. Instead well, of that, that's, our, that's of what our, our whole system is going to now is fast yeah. and cheap and junk. Yeah, no, it's that's it makes me want to exactly. Sigh. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It makes me happy. I've chosen not to have children because I don't want to. Ha- I don't want to have to face someone who just took my kid's lunch away. Now, or, this article does say that it's a preschool student, but it's out of school. So this is probably a school that has uh, a a daycare or a Head Start kind of program, and then probably falls under f- federal regulations. So this is your federal tax dollars at work, most likely. So before we go blaming North Carolina, I'm betting. That they were following a federal statute. I'm sure they were. That that's fine. Yeah. But there, there, where was there was not one person with any lick of reason to go. That's a turkey sandwich, a banana, apple juice, and potato chips. 
that is deep fried chicken parts. Right. Like there wasn't one person that could put those two together. That's what that's what's more sad to me. And those people are running the school. I, I think that the child's lunch sounded perfectly healthy and balanced to me. I, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that meal. Maybe a little high on the carbs, but you know the kid yeah. is going to be running around all day. You know what's up, yeah. what's the problem with that? Yeah, there's I'd two rather, million kids. I'd rather had something besides the potato chips. But other than that, I was fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Aaron is our nutrition expert on the panel here. Yeah, I so am. The 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 potato chips are a guilty pleasure. Okay, so we can negate the nutritional value of that. But Aaron, given the choice between potato chips or crappy chicken nuggets, which would you say is better for you or least damaging for you? If 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 I had to make a judgment call, I would probably say that the potato chips. Well, they're equally bad, but if you were taking potato, if you're taking the entire meal replacement, like they're talking about, definitely the meal right. and the kids' lunch was better than the chicken nuggets. Well, I mean, he's a kid. If you get, they they need to have a little bit of fat, right? I mean, you you got to get something to get get the energy going so you can bounce off the walls for a couple of hours. Yeah. Well, you know, the, but, but the, a little bag of Lay's potato chips, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, a little bag of Lay's potato chips, like you get at Subway, is like 210 calories and it's all fat and carbs. So it's not very good for you because it is fried. Right. Um, Carb- but if you take, but but the turkey sandwich, assuming it was a decent cut of turkey, is going to be good for you. A banana, hello, that's fantastic yes, for right. you. And juice, depending on the juice, can be either just super sweet and bad, or it can be very very good. So I would say, well, this said I apple give, juice, so it wasn't one of those ten percent juice drinks. Yeah, yeah I didn't say apple juice. drink. Yeah, so I, I give thumbs down on the chicken nuggets. Even if they were real chicken breast, which I almost ensure that I'm sure that they are not because those are too nope. expensive for a They're school to serve. Butts. They're just uh, chicken butts. It's the uh, it's, it's where they like you said they take the the entire carcass of the chicken after it's it's been stripped of all the the breasts and thighs and everything else. They chop it with a cleaver into big pieces. They boil it. They put it in a a, a grinder, grind it up, and then bones press and it all. through a strainer. Yeah, bones all, gristle and all. Press it through a strainer. Um, and only the big pieces that won't go through the strainer can come out. Then they make it into a little bad flour and some a couple other things to make it stay together. And they make it into little nugget patties and they roll it in uh, batter and they fry them. Seen them do it. Jamie Oliver did it. Yeah, he demonstrated it on his show where he was trying to get schools to cook better. I think it was North Virginia, North Carolina, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, crazy thing. And sticking with the theme of of doing evil to children. Uh, this is going a little farther. Um, Josh Powell, Washington man, um, in a custody dispute, uh, took his children, murdered them, and then set his house on fire. Okay, so this is a bad thing. We can we all agree this is a bad thing. Nobody yes. arguing with that. Okay. Now here's the the twist. His family wants to bury the man with the sons, and the estranged uh, mom's family says no that's the angle i think is interesting on this who gets to decide where you're where you're buried well it, it originally stemmed from the wanting to be buried next to them right, right. but they i think they've be, given that know, up in adjacent plots yes and so this organization in order to prevent that from happening has bought all of the plots around where the the kids are to be buried the plots that that the family already owned um and, and i just think it's interesting um that people would would do this you know i i I don't know that i agree with either side i I just wonder what the panel thinks of it yeah i'm uh i'm a proponent of not trying to be too hard nosed or or cold or and 
Um, you know, I've visited my dad's grave with my mom several times, but when I'm dead, I'm dead. I really don't care what you do. I'm, I'm planning on being cremated. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be that worried about it. I wouldn't really care. I think it's obviously sad what the guy did. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's right to do it, but I wouldn't waste my breath on I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't spend my time fretting over it personally. Yeah. I mean, I just to, to give a few more details, lest you have any uh, sympathy, uh, the man hacked the, the, the boys up with a hatchet, then set the house on fire and then burned himself up with it. So it was a murder suicide and not just a murder, but a, a heinous murder. It was, it was a hate crime, Aaron. Uh, oh no! It wasn't just another murder. hate crime. It was a hate crime. Um, so, we, I think we can all agree that he did a, a heinous thing, as mm-hmm. uh, as Boss Hog would say. Um, but does that mean that he sh- shouldn't have, shouldn't be interred with those children? Does does the last few moments of his life negate the fact that he was their father and their custodial father, as I understand it? Who who cared for them for all the you know the seven years plus of their of their lives? I don't know the answer to that. No, he doesn't get that. No, and I, I don't. I wouldn't want that. My uh, one of my best friends was killed in a murder suicide. His grandfather killed him, and the and killed him, then turned the gun on himself. And and the idea that they were buried that they they had a j they had the funeral service for uh, the grandfather and then my friend Justin immediately afterwards. And that, that made so many of us so mad because it was, in our opinion, it was so dis- disrespectful. We're here, we're at a funeral for a guy and then, or here there's a funeral for a guy that caused the next funeral happening. I mean, that, that, that what that guy did was he did something horrible to innocent children and he does not deserve it. And in my opinion, we should just throw him in the ocean, let the sharks eat him. So that's how I look at it. He doesn't deserve the respect of a proper burial, in my opinion. He lost that when he killed children and more than likely his wife. I think a lot of people um, <clears throat> would not argue with that. Uh, but then again, my question is, you know, who has the right to make that decision? Uh, obviously the living, right? So we have, yeah, uh, yeah. as Eric mentioned, the article says that the, the mom has been missing for a while and it's sort of uh, largely assumed that he killed her, but uh, there's no, not enough evidence of that to have uh, brought him to trial for that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the so the only people who really have a stake in this anymore are the living ones, the the maternal grandparents of the boys. So this is not about so much as where he rests, I guess, as how, what they have to live with. You know, yeah, and it's that, and every time they have to go visit the the graves of their their grandchildren, nieces, nephews, every time they have to go see that, if, if he gets, if they, the other family, the Powell family gets their way, they have to look to the left and see the man who killed them's burial all nice in a pretty cemetery right next to the, the boys who died. That's, that's not, that's not fair to that family that had to suffer through that. I, unfortunately, the, the dead are now the dead, so there's nothing that can be done about that. But the living should get something, you know. They should, they should be able to hold on to something, not be afraid to go to his his, his burial site because if they look to the left or the right, they see the guy who killed them. Right. That, that that that's not fair to them. I mean, at this point, fair to the dead, it doesn't isn't the issue. It's fair to the living who have to deal with that person every time they see it. That's my thoughts. 
All right. And we'll give you the last word on that one because I think <laughs> I don't think anybody disagrees with anything you just said there. No. Um, if you do, you can you know leave us some feedback. But uh, uh, so Eric, uh, you uh, said that one of your New Year's resolutions was to give up smoking. Um, what method have you chosen to do that? And, I, and please don't say it's uh, fake cigarettes. <laughs> uh, no uh, denial that I ever said it. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> no, that hasn't been turning out well. But yeah, this story is great. So a man in Florida uh, was using one of those electric cigarette things that. Uh, that lights up and and puffs water vapor so that you get the the physical sensation and, and most interesting the studies that they've done say that it is the actual physical act of smoking and holding something between your fingers and puffing every now and then that people are addicted to more than the the nicotine itself and so this this product uh, aims to alleviate that so you don't get the nicotine or maybe you do it in conjunction with gum or a patch or whatever but you still have that you can breathe in and breathe out a puff of smoke and, and still have that experience. Um, but a man named Tom Holloway, 57, of Niceville, Florida, or Niceville, Florida, um, was using one of these when it blew up in his mouth, knocked out most of his teeth, and cut half his tongue off. Then rolled across the floor and caught his uh, uh, bedroom closet on fire. Wow. 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 <laughs> You try to do something good and it blows up in your face. That's literally <laughs> blows up in your face. I was hoping someone would say that. Um, yeah, that's I, I've I've actually smoked one of those and uh, it is a strange feeling. But in Dallas, there's a large ban on cigarettes pretty much anywhere. So so yeah, I've seen those coming up, coming up, and you know I'll be hanging out at a bar or something, and I'll see someone puff it on him, and I never thought that they could be little tiny M80s. Yeah. yeah uh, one firefighter likened it to putting a bottle rocket in your mouth and lighting it. Um, and that was oh, that's it? I usually recommend not doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's no big deal. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> Kids, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, the manufacturer of, uh, they, they didn't release what brand, but a manufacturer of these brand of things uh, cites uh, a federal report that uh, uh, more than two and a half million Americans have used these. And they have been puffed on billions and billions of times over the years, and never before has this happened. And so, yeah, I, I think we can all agree this was a a, a, a fluke, a bizarre situation. I I, I didn't know uh, lithium batteries had that kind of energy in them to explode like that. Um, but uh, this thing uh, was definitely a fluke. But still, you know, I've never heard of a nicotine patch blowing up. So you know, while this is unusual. The other is completely unheard of. So. Well, the nic the nicotine patch doesn't work for for ninety percent of people. That that nicotine patch doesn't work. Actually, I mean, like when I'm really trying to when I'm on my days where I'm like I'm not, I'm only going to smoke X amount of cigarettes today. That that means I can have one per you know one for every hour and a half or something like that. I'll actually walk around the shop while while I'm working on cars. I will sit there and I will have a cigarette in my mouth and then just just have it there and that decreases the urge to smoke so the those patches they never work well I, anyone know, I, I worked with a uh, in college i worked in a smoke free it was an electronics manufacturing plant and there was a woman there you all know them the kind of women who walk within 10 feet of you and they reek of, of mm -hmm. nicotine and smoke clearly she was a chain smoker and this woman uh, had a nicotine patch on her arm and was sucking on one piece of gum after another just to get through the next uh, smoking break 
Then she would run out to her car uh, because we weren't allowed to smoke anywhere on the premises. She would drive across the street and sit there and puff like seven cigarettes in the, you know, in the interim and then run back in and pop another piece of nicotine gum. This one one was seriously addicted to uh, nicotine in a big, big way. Wow. I'm glad I don't have it that Uh long. And, uh, you know, I presume that was 15 years ago. She's probably been dead for 11 years at that rate. Uh, no, actually, it seems to be the, the, the chain smokers like that who live to be 90. Um, yep. It's only the people who, who smoke a, a pack a week who die of, of lung cancer. Well, Eric, have you ever tried like a prescription, um, like Chantix or something like that? I don't like taking prescription medication. Um, because they have secret government chemicals in them that, turn, that rot your brain and make you uh, a docile. Not only that, Mark. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I just I, I don't I don't like I don't like uh, drug companies, and so I choose not to support them. Pretty much, uh, when when I m- most people that actually that'd be a great quit, topic to discuss because drug companies save millions of lives every year, but they also allow millions to die. Uh, they allow I mean, them to die. Yeah. Okay. We have. We have medicine to make your eyelashes longer, but we don't have medicine that's for country for just people who are dying right now, right now, right. I mean, like as we're talking about this, at least five people are going to die of something. Yeah, but why, that why is that fixed. drug company more morally obligated to come up with a cure for cancer than the guy that works at McDonald's? He's not saving those people's lives either. That's not that's not what he signed up for. I mean, <laughs> he didn't. Well, that's not, maybe that's not what the drug company signed up for either. Well, the, you know I mean, just, but we, we put a moral obligation on them just because they happen to make things that cure people's lives, but there's no moral obligation attached to the industry. The, why, how, why is, how is there not? I mean, I don't understand how there's not one. I mean, that, that is your job. Your job is to, your job is to help people. But instead what you do is you take the, you take the fiscally responsible way out for you guys and just, you Chris Rock had this joke. It's like they're never going to cure it. They're just going to make you be able to live with it. So one day you can just go, man, my AIDS is really acting up. And it's <laughs> and it's that, that's just that. ridiculous. Yeah, I stole that from Chris Rock. But no, I mean, that's exactly what they do. I mean, there, there is a cure for AIDS. There, there, are, there is a cure, but we don't dump enough money into it. And the only way it's ever going to come is through private donations from people like Warren Buffett and the the Gates Foundations who have donated billions of dollars to AIDS research and they still haven't done it. But the fact all this money they're making and they're and they're putting out products that make you look ten years younger even though you're not. And uh, and, and they're they're spending more money on that than they are on actual cures for actual illnesses that are destroying people. I mean, they're children with cancer right now and my, my boss's sister-in-law just found out she had pancreatic cancer and she's more than likely gonna die. And she has to go through all that pain and suffering while they just jam her full of drugs and she's just going to die anyway. And, and they're, they, they focus on the wrong things they, they it's just like, it's just like the, the oil industry. They don't, they, they don't take any moral responsibility for what they're creating. And then and on top of that, sure, they might help. They do help millions of people. I am not doubting that whatsoever, but, but they also give you liver disease, uh, chronic bronchitis, um, gambling problems i mean restless leg syndrome gives you sexual strong sexual and gambling urges or the uh the medicine <laughs> that that is supposed to cure it how is that i mean but, they're just making it worse well if it gives you strong sexual urges then they need to team up with pfizer and, and have it you know with viagra so that you can 
and then this drug so that you have the urge to. And it's <laughs> but 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 I mean, <laughs> a, a perfect a perfect example is Abilify. Okay, the, the Abilify is an antidepressant for your antidepressant. So you're pretty much you take this antidepressant, but it messes everything else up in your world. So now you have to take this Abilify, which probably costs eighty dollars a month, and then now you have to take that with it because of well, the you're not side effects. Either one of them. Yeah, exactly. You don't take any of those drugs. You choose not to. You cannot choose not to take any of them. So I don't. Not that I'm here to defend the 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 pharmaceutical market, but I mean they they've saved hundreds and millions and hundreds of millions of people's lives with the drugs that they produce, and it costs billions of dollars to bring one drug uh, to to the counters. And so I don't have any problem with it um, taking a drug. But why the long eyelash one? Like because why? there's a market for it. But there's a market for dead kids with AIDS. Like that's a that's a, a is market there, I want to see. Is there any money to be made in curing third world? Oh, okay, because it because it's strictly capitalism. It has nothing to do with saving lives anymore. Medicine used to be about saving lives, and now it's just oh well, what can I make money off of? Well, Eric, why don't you go quit your job Martin. and go repair cars for homeless shelters and stuff, and not make a living? Because but there's other stuff you could be doing. But I charge a reasonable rate for what I do. And so do they. they no. They're recapping billions of dollars in research. And they're also hoarding billions of dollars. But so that they, they could can be do spending- more research. So who's <laughs> supposed to do it? Who? Okay, so we're just supposed to let all the illnesses kill us and no one's responsible. The people who have the scientists that can fix your eyelashes can't save you. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry you have cancer. Probably making your eyelashes be more lustrous is a little easier than solving uh, single-cell carcinoma. I'm just guessing that it is. uh, How how can you look at someone in the face and go, hey, I'm sorry you're dying of cancer, but this lady has crow's feet? I mean, let's go on a scale here. Crow's feet? I I think the point I think you're missing is the same, in my opinion, is the same one that I said from the beginning is that we can't place a moral obligation on a business, and it's a business. Otherwise, we'd have to place that same moral obligation on everybody. They'd have to say that for me to go work my job, uh, for Mark to, to work his job and you to work your job, and us not to put everything we've got into trying to solve cancer and helping the homeless and all that, then we're being selfish. And you're also, that, Eric, you're lumping all lab techs into one. So the lab cap- I'm not, tech, I'm not, I'm not wait, lumping wait, a lab tech let me, in. I let you speak. Let me speak. The, the lab tech who worked on or the research guy who works on crow's feet and eyelashes isn't a biochemist working on viral stuff. He doesn't have that technology, uh, that in uh, uh, education. He doesn't know how to do that. But you're saying that he's a bad person? No. Just like you don't know how to create antiviral drugs. So you build cars and you do what you do and you do it to the best of your ability and you make money and you support your family off of it. The guy who went into pharmaceutical research is, uh, and, and ended up working for Lancome, making better makeup is still a lab tech, but he's not a, a microbiologist. And and you're lumping him in and saying, well, he's a bad no. guy. I'm talking about the fir- first, I'm not talking about Lancome. I'm talking about, I'm talking about pharmaceutical companies and, and, and it's not the people. It's not the people, I, the people who went into a pharmaceutical research, I guarantee you went in with the best intentions, just like a doctor does. And, and yes, they also wanted to make money and I, I do not blame them. They deserve the money they make. They work very hard. They're some of the smartest people in the country. I'm talking about the people giving the orders on what to make. That's what I'm talking about. And they give those orders based on how they can 
Feed make their only mind. money. Yes, exactly. Profit. Everything is profit because Everything screw everyone else. Driven, screw everyone else because thousands of people are going to get diagnosed with cancer today. There's your money. Charge fifty thousand dollars for a single cancer cure pill. That's fine. The the thing, Eric, that that maybe to focus to bring back on, and I wish you ran. I wish I could have heard it, but um, is without donations to fund um, research. It isn't a fiscally um, viable model, you know. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you if if you want to go out and do this three billion dollars worth of research on a drug that may or may not work, you've got to some that money's got to come from somewhere. It, it doesn't just the the company just can't say, you know what, we're only going to work on cancer cures tomorrow. We're going to quit selling things and still pay everybody. But okay, but there, there's there's never been a drop in pharmaceutical companies bottom line so what i'm saying is maybe are you sure about that i'm not 100 percent positive no (laughs) but i know they're a multi-billion dollar corporation and they help they they are one of the biggest corporations and i know they have the money it's so unlike you to make wild accusations without any basis in fact that you (laughs) let me down that's unlike this show um no it's to me it's it's not to me, it doesn't make sense. I, I, to me, I don't understand how the people calling the shots can sleep at night, knowing that, that yes, in someone Texas mom, there's so many types of cancer. They're not all treated the same. I understand that. I'm not saying I'm using cancer as an example. I'm, I'm just saying maybe put forth at least pretend like you're trying. Well, I mean, a lot of them do, and I wouldn't say they pretend. Um, uh, I know that when I was working in the dermatology practice, there's lots of skin diseases that are you know, not very nice, uh, to put it nicely. Um, and most of some of the drugs that they call them biologics that are not steroidal they're they're non-steroidal based anti-inflammatory stuff that, um, like Enbrel and, um, I can't Remicade's another one that they also use for arthritis. They're very expensive still. A lot of those, um, and they will subsidize that for people. Uh, I don't know where they're getting the money to subsidize it. Maybe it's from their eyelash stuff, but, uh, they subsidize it for people in where it's almost um, cost nothing. You just fill out paperwork and say, I can't afford it, and they'll just give it to you. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, but that's that's only, you know, one or two companies. And I'm not uh, by any means a, um, you know, well-read on all this. I just know that that the drug industry is is a, obviously a big money industry, but it takes tons, I mean, literally billions of dollars to do to do research on uh, those kind of things. So, uh, and I understand. So when I get done with this, I'm going to go hope my crow is done so I can go eat it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, I mean, you could very well be right. I, I'd love for you to do some research on it and bring us back some articles next time. We could talk about it some more. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I just choose not to support them. I mean, and plus I don't like the way prescription drugs make me feel. So that, I mean, that is why I, if, if you just have it with a marijuana chaser, it'll probably be, <laughs> Hey, sparingly it's an okay thing um but no okay so go back to your original thing that's why i won't take chantix right <laughs> this was awesome we, we we started talking about a fake cigarette that blew a guy's face off and ended up on a deep discussion about uh politics and and funding for uh drug uh, cancer cures that was great i love this show for that and so while, while we're at it let's talk about another delicate subject how do you feel about dolphins I think they taste great. I think that, what? They're, They're awesome. You know, They're uh, awesome. you can uh, see these uh, cans uh, advertised for dolphin-free tuna. Well, here's a story for uh, tuna-free dolphins. Uh, it's in Cape Cod. Uh, in the last month, 177 dolphins have stranded themselves on the beaches in Cape Cod. 
And uh, so they're swimming up into the Cape. They're swimming up onto the water, getting stuck in the mud and dying there. So far, 124 have died. And people are out there um, trying to uh, to save them and shove them back in the water. And and my thought on this is, why? Why do we care? There are there are millions of dolphins in the ocean. If 177 of them are so dumb to run themselves up on on land, let them die. I mean, maybe if you're concerned about the uh, the cleanup issues, that's really the only reason I can think of that you'd want to put them back out there. They're dolphins die all the time sharks eat dolphins dolphins eat dolphins they they're i mean they're all over the place do we care if a school of herring dies but but for some reason um <laughs> night star says dolphins taste like bacon um if for some are, reason, you, are we sure correctly. though that these dolphins are not of a species that's either endangered or at risk are we sure of that are we, are we making wild yeah, accusations they, again without facts again yeah, Mark? There, there's are many that are the on the, there's <laughs> many protected dolphins first off but but even no. so, this isn't this isn't a, if they're that dumb, do they need to be protected? I mean, this isn't a hunter, this is an encroachment, this isn't habitat, this is a bay that's been there for a million years, and they didn't notice it suddenly. And this, it, it, it's just sad. I mean, it takes what an hour to put a dolphin back in the water. It's no well, you know what? The Actually, it takes Mark. a lot longer than that because they can't they can't lift them. They weigh hundreds of pounds. The mud is is two feet deep out there. And they've been struggling for weeks to get these things out there. No, it's not uh, it's something that takes an hour. It's a big, well, big deal. So, so what, what are you deeper. proposing? Shoot them in the head and move on with your day? I'm proposing it, ignore them. Let them die. Let them rot. Let the vultures eat them. But it's in a bay. People have to occupy that place. People have to go there. They have to spend money. I mean, no one wants... I'm not going to go to a bay that has... Uh, say there's little shops all around. I'm not going to go to the shop with a dead dolphin in front of it. I think I'm going to the shop with a sand's dead dolphin. The, the bay used to be much deeper, but there's a pharmaceutical company up the river <laughs> and it's sucking up all factories the water. have caused some silt to come down and made the bay shallower is what it is. If I, if I remember the story, right. Which and I know, the, the, the pharmaceutical up, company does Viagra, which is why they can't swim right. <laughs> well, they say that the, the, the five times as many this year have been stranded. So that means that normally about 25, right. Uh, I guess that'd be not 25. That would be what, uh, 35, now, 35 look at this from a, a research standpoint and say, huh, this is odd. Wonder what's causing it. I get that. But when you make it a whole greeny, we have to save the dolphins things. That's what bugs me because it, they're animals. All right. I, I mean, elephants do the same thing. Elephants gather together in elephant graveyards and die. And we don't try to stop that. Uh, lemmings run off of cliffs, you know, all sorts of animals do crazy things on their own. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, whales beats themselves all the time. It, it, why should we care? Because there's not an, there, there's, there's not elephants. an. I'll I'll never see a dead elephant. That's why. Like I mean, it, it's it's uh, the aesthetic value of it. I mean, you can't just leave a dead dolphin. The the amount of disease and decay and rot that's going on in there is completely hazardous to okay, the. But to see, the, what you're talking about is a cleanup issue. All right, so we got to clean up the dead bodies. This, they're treating this like a rescue issue, talking about how, you know, there's so little time. They got to get them back out there and they're throwing water on them to keep their skin wet and all that sort of stuff. You know, you're talking about two very different things. These are marine biologists out there. What you're talking about is a garbage crew with a, with a, a, a scoop and a truck. But what, what I, don't, I don't understand what's so wrong with saving dolphins. I don't understand why we're so offended by well, saving I don't, dolphins. Yeah, I don't know why it's being bad to be humane if you had a. Yeah, but there, why, why you not? Had a why hole not put in your, your backyard? A dog fell in it. When you go, huh? There's a dog in the hole, and just walk off and leave it to die. If yeah, there were like 177 dogs, I might be concerned <laughs> about that. But but some some there's there's someone right now sitting 
at home going, I saved a dolphin today. And they're proud of themselves, and I'm proud of them too. I mean, good for them. They they went out and they did something. And, and you know, these marine biologists, they know more than anything whether those dolphins need to be saved or not. And if they're putting that forth that much effort, obviously they do. Because a herring, there are billions of. There aren't billions of dolphins. And, and if a marine biologist feels that that species of uh, sea-dwelling creature needs to exist more than that one does then so be it that guy knows more than i do so i'm going to trust his judgment if he feels like that much effort needs to be put towards it why not listen to him you wouldn't if you if you had got diagnosed with cancer the doctor's like yeah you should take chemotherapy you're like no i don't feel like it and then just walk off what do you know doc you know you wouldn't say that right drug companies (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not antithetical about it you know i'm I'm just coming off uh, uh to make a point there I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying it shouldn't be a news article in USA Today, right? This is a this is a an issue for that town in in Cape Cod to deal with. This is a, a municipal waste issue. This is an animal control issue. This is no different than dogs without licenses. Well, unfortunately, there's not much to talk about right now. So, I mean, you have to have some filler pieces, and you just find. I mean, the next story we're going to talk about doesn't need to be in the news. Because the guy deserved it. And, but I mean, it's not, which we'll get to in a minute, guys. Calm down. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a fluff piece. Just like tomorrow, I'm going to open my phone and start looking through my thing. I'm going to see the world's cutest dog somewhere. I mean, it's just, it's just going to pop up. It's a, it's a filler. That's all it is. All right. So let's get on to that filler that, uh, um, <laughs> you should have seen this coming <laughs> story. <laughs> Uh, this is a restaurant. This is in Dallas, right? Uh, uh, no, actually, it's in their Las Vegas branch, but there is one in okay. Dallas. Yes, because I've seen the one in Dallas. Uh, if you're over 350 pounds, I think it is. You eat free yep. at the Heart Attack Grill. And uh, wow, I wish I'd have known that. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I still qualify for that. Uh, but uh, they this uh, a diner was uh, in his 40s, and he was eating something called a triple bypass burger, and he lost 15 pounds immediately. It was really amazing. <laughs> we have to mention the name. It's called the Heart Attack Grill. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah. The Heart Attack Grill eating yeah. a triple bypass burger. The waitresses there dress as nurses. Okay. Luckily. 6,000 calorie burger. <laughs> at, least, at least there was a nurse around. Right. Uh, and it, it, what happened, Eric? What happened as he was eating the triple bypass burger? As he was midway through it, it it's a 6,000 calorie burger. I'm sure you're going to love that, Aaron. Uh, and... In the middle of eating it, he just had unexpected chest pains and went into cardiac arrest. Luckily, he lived, and he's probably not going to eat one of those again. Actually, he probably is in like two weeks, let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> I love this line, this quote. There, I actually felt horrible for him because tourists were taking photos of him thinking it was a publicity stunt. That's funny. <laughs> Fat guy well, has a heart attack while eating a triple bypass burger. I, I tell you, if you own this restaurant, that is like the best advertisement. You oh, can that guy is really happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They dress like that? The waitresses? Oh, I'm going. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Can't copyright it, though. <laughs> yeah, they don't just dress like nurses. They dress like naughty nurses. All right. Well, heart I always said grill, for years that I wanted to open a restaurant called Eat to Your Sick. You know, and it would have like the gravy would be, be you know, like at, at your shop, Eric, it's, where you've got the handles that you pull, you know, the hose you pull down with the air. Yeah. You pull down a hose with gravy, pull down a hose with ketchup. You know, the plates would have a little lip on the sides. So you could just scrape the food right off and every chair would be a recliner. You know, I think it'd be awesome. They give you elastic pants at the door. 
I'm reading into this a little bit. I'm taking a little artistic license, but the way they sort of describe it is like the man is sweating profusely. He's having trouble breathing and he's still eating his burger. Those are called meat sweats. <laughs> we, we, we've all had meat sweats. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, uh, um, man, I, I don't really feel very well, but this burger is good. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> oh, I was reading a comment that I was reading way earlier today, so I'm sure it's way down in the comment section by now. Uh, but the guy was like, they should shut this place down. No, that guy chose to have the heart attack at the heart attack grill. So <laughs> do, you, do you think they should shut it down? Wouldn't it be ironic if he had to get a triple bypass? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> if, if he actually has to have a triple bypass because he was eating a triple, they should give him like a lifetime endorsement deal. He should be the Jared Fogel of the he Heart could. Attack Grill. He should be the Jared of the Heart Attack Grill. Very short lifetime, yeah. I'm sure. It has five-year contract, yeah. and then you're dead. Yeah, so we'll give him a lifetime contract knowing it'll last till I don't know, May. Um, <laughs> lifetime or five years, whichever comes last. <laughs> okay. And, I, and I'm reading here about the owner of it. Founded in 2005, the catchphrase, taste worth dying for, is run by a former nutritionist doctor, John Basso remarkably used to run a Jenny Craig weight loss clinic. That's Guess that guy hated his job. <laughs> he did not you guys. It was elaborate yeah. publicity stunt. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, and one more thing. Um, college kids busted for drugs. Another thing that shouldn't be a news story. Uh, yep. TCU, Texas Christian University, drug bust includes four football players. Okay, why do we care about this? It's just one of those... Okay, we had to have something about drugs in the show. Uh, there's no particular, <laughs> there's no particular reason. I just thought it was silly that it was being this blown out of proportion, and so therefore I put it on the show. I realize I'm feeding the the anger, but uh, yeah, I, I just think it's silly that this is like, and and people are so, it, but it's to me what's most funny about it is it was 17 students at TCU in Fort Worth that got busted for drug possession, but they don't mention anyone except for the four football right. players. That's like the they, cares about. Like, like football players are held on such high regard nowadays. Like we would never expect a football player to do that. And it's, it's kind of silly to me that they're blowing it so far out of proportion. And they're so shocked. Like everyone's just like, Oh my God, a college had drugs. Right. Well, it's like Ask the Mike four star football players athletes doing drugs. Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> that's funny that like you said that they they key in the force they don't you don't see in this any article like this you never see included in the 17 kids were the three top physics students of the school yeah. <laughs> a <mass laughs> le- and a collegiate champion speller Can you, you believe know, you just don't f- see that listed two chemistry majors and a home ec major <laughs> no, it's all it's the football players yeah but if it was the home ec and the chemistry ma- majors wouldn't the drugs be probably really really potent they'd be cooking it up right yeah <laughs> Well, Mark, I don't know if you remember this. When you and I were in college together, one of our star running backs got arrested for shoplifting a steak from Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) He had a free meal plan. He could eat all you could eat every meal seven days a week. And he went to Piggly Wiggly and stole a steak. Some people got to steal, man. I used to go with a buddy of mine, and he would just steal stuff, and I'd have no idea. And I'd be like, why would you do that? You have money. He's just like, I just like to steal. And I'm like... All right, you're a crazy person. <laughs> he should be. They, a I think they call them um, drug for that. A kleptomaniac. Yeah. A kleptomaniac steal without knowing it. Apparently, this guy knew it. So oh, yeah, he knew. I went to school for six years to get a psychology degree. That's the only time I've used it. So booyah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one. Uh, speaking of uh, criminals, um, <laughs> let's talk about politicians. 
uh, Rick Santorum. Surprise, surprise, a politician released a negative ad. Yeah, and, and this it, is the section of the show where we talk about stuff that shouldn't surprise anybody, apparently. Kind of yeah. negative. It's almost humorous to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just a silly commercial that has no substance. I mean, we don't require substance from anyone anymore. Essentially, what's happening is Mitt Rom- a, a faux Mitt Romney has a paintball gun, which he is shooting, slinging mud at Rick Santorum as he runs around and, of course, dodges every bullet. Uh and then in, he's got this menacing Dick Tracy evil villain look on his face. And and then it goes on and, and it never it brings up one policy that they just say Obamacare, then Romney care, which are just keywords that light people's eyes up now. And then they're like, oh, so something must be wrong. And this was a guy I thought was running a classy campaign at the beginning. But now that he's on top, he's doing this silly Dick Tracy esque type stuff but there is no what what bothers me the most is that there was no substance whatsoever in there and at no point in in the gop debates for the most part i have not heard one actual solution all i have heard is what the other guy did wrong i mean unless i just haven't watched the proper interviews or the proper debates i have not seen a legitimate plan set out by any of them and i think that's what's going to be the gop's demise. Eric, have you seen that since 1973 i haven't i've never well seen i've only been i've only been around since 84 yeah. so i can only go off of that um but i've only been paying attention to politics for the last six years and you're right but i i have watched older debates and and there was there was a little more substance and it was a lot less catty biting at each other and now there's now it, it seems like everyone's just going for applause instead of earning applause. Uh, unfortunately, this is a case of the American public getting what they wanted. And in a world where Kim Kardashian is a celebrity, uh, this is a political ad. That's yep. just you get what you want. It's it's sad. It's what we need. Right. And, you know, that's why you get crow's feet medicine instead of cures for cancer. <laughs> they give you what you want. <laughs> Supply and demand. I know. That's why all those 1950s movies, we had flying cars, but people, uh, but the phones had cords on them, right? And they were envisioning the future. We don't have flying cars, but uh, our phones don't have cords on them. I mean, we should all be glad. We should all be glad we don't have flying cars. Have you seen the jackasses with friction? Just imagine them without it. Because <laughs> they're too busy talking on their phones with no cords. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's uh, that's going to wrap up this show. If you have a comment, if you want to uh, uh, join in, uh, the place to do that is at elementop.com. Jump in the forums there or use the contact link and hurl your aspersions this way. If you're a listener to the show who also happens to work in the pharmaceutical in- industry and you think uh, Eric needs to be taken down a notch, uh, that's the place to do it. Uh, I will do my research. Com. <laughs> or if you're a <sighs> Santorum lover and you think that uh, we're too hard on him, that, that's where you do that as well. Elementop.com dot com check out the forums that's all i got to say about that all right guys how can people find you directly aaron go double a r o n at one meal one workout dot com chris go probably chris n at twitter all right at chris n eric at eric m fay at twitter all right. Yes, and, on Twitter, and, and that's what I meant. <laughs> if you're lucky, you can find Eric doing some open mic comedy performances, and uh, you can uh, uh, take your sniper rifle and, and take care of him right there if you want to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sling mud. <laughs> Got any gigs w- coming up anytime soon? I don't. I'm, I'm going back to school, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm doing a lot less. 
All right, and my name is Mark Cockrell. You can find me on Twitter at, at Mark Cockrell, or you can find me at alamopi.com. That's sort of my thing. If you haven't noticed, it's kind of what I do. So check us out there. And thanks, guys, for being on the show. It was a fun one. And that's going to end this episode of The Periodic Table.